0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. We got a very special broadcast for you. I'm going to take you into one of our live church services here in Crowley, Texas Heritage Faith Christian Center, where I was talking about God wants you to live a normal lifestyle. Now, I'm not talking about the world's idea of normal. I'm talking about God's normal. And we're going to look at Luke chapter 13, also Romans chapter 12. So if you have your Bibles, Go ahead and find those places and get ready and watch now as I take you into that broadcast where we were talking about how to live a normal lifestyle from God's viewpoint. You're going to like this. Then at the end, I'll be back with some closing remarks. Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 13. I've been preaching from Luke chapter 13 all year long because it talks about the great breaking loops. And we are in the year of the great breaking loose. I mean, if you are experiencing it, praise God. I know I am. Praise the Lord! It has been an amazing year already, and uh, we're not done yet. Amen. Glory to God. I want to read this story once again, beginning in verse ten. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity. I want you to notice, and we've talked about this in some of our previous sessions, but I want you to notice once again that this was written by a physician, a man by the name of Luke, Dr. Luke. And notice a physician did not say, and she had a disease a long time or a long-term disease. The doctor said it was a spirit of infirmity. He referred to this condition as a spirit of infirmity. Spirit refers to an unseen force having influence on a person. Infirmity is commonly defined as a condition of being feeble or frail And lasting for a long time. So this spirit, this unseen force, had influenced this woman and caused her to become feeble and frail and it lasted for a long time. I've been in the ministry 47 years now and I have observed that most of the time when there is a physical problem that lasts for a long, long time, most of the time there's a spirit behind it. It's not just physical. There's an unseen force, an evil spirit behind it. And you break that spirit's power and you'll break the power of the disease as well. Amen. So notice here, she had a spirit of infirmity was bowed together, and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him, and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Now, I've been preaching that like this. Woman, today is your great breaking loose day. Amen. Today is your great breaking loose day. Now, another word that we could use for loose is release. He released her from this spirit of infirmity. He laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And of course, the ruler of the synagogue was upset because he's healing on the wrong day. And then Jesus said on the verse 16, And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these 18 years, be loosed from this bondage on the Sabbath day? So notice Jesus made it very clear that this condition that this woman had been suffering with for 18 years was not from God. God was not behind it. God didn't cause it. God didn't have anything to do with it. That it was a spirit of infirmity and it created bondage in her life and that bondage was authored by Satan himself whom Satan hath bound. But notice when Jesus decided... It was her great breaking loose day. It didn't make any difference. How long that spirit had been involved in her life, he had to leave that day. Hallelujah. Recently, in fact, we were doing our Church Light, uh, Texas tour here a few weeks ago, and I was preaching along these lines, and the more I read this chapter, the more I see in it that I didn't see the last time. just continues to give me revelation. And one of the things that I looked at was the New Living Translation of this same story. And where it says that she had a spirit of infirmity, the New Living Translation says she had been crippled by an evil spirit. She had been crippled by an evil spirit. I looked up the word crippled, and of course we know crippled, When we see people that are in wheelchairs, we see people that were born with some disease, a crippling disease, or over a period of time they develop a crippling disease. We understand that in the way of crippling. But the word cripple here also implies deprived from living a normal lifestyle, deprived from living a normal lifestyle. When you see people that were born with some disease and it affects them uh, where they can't walk properly, then it deprives them of a normal lifestyle. But crippled can be carried over into finances. Some people are crippled financially, not able to pay their bills. Now, a lot of times it's because of their own doing. They weren't born that way. Well, now, Brother Jerry, my family was poor. I was born into a poor family. Well, I understand that, but if you get a hold of the Word of God, you can change that, praise God. Amen. And and so there's all kinds of crippling. Some people are crippled mentally. Some people are crippled emotionally. Some people, crippled physically. But crippled here means deprived from living a normal lifestyle. Keep that in mind because that's what I want to talk about. I want to look at God's viewpoint of normal living. What is normal living to God? Now you've heard me say, and I had to correct it here in the last few days after reading this, I've said many times, don't ever call me normal. I'm not normal. (laughs) And there is a truth to that, I'm not normal by the world's standards, but I am normal according to God's standard. There are two standards, the world's and God's. And you're either adhering to one or the other. You're either conforming to one or the other. God wanted to release or loose this woman so that she could live a normal lifestyle amen? When Jesus saw that she was not living a normal lifestyle, then he said, woman, I loose you from this infirmity so that you can begin to live a normal lifestyle. So what is normal to God? What we have accepted as being normal is not God's viewpoint of being normal. Amen? Amen. There's God's normal, and then there's the world's normal. So why don't we find out what God's normal is and set our sights higher? Can you say amen? amen? The dictionary defines normal as conforming to a certain standard, conforming to a certain standard. If you read your Bible, or if you've read it very much, then you know that it reveals that there are only two standards in which a person can conform to. Number one, God's standard. Number two, the world's standard. And I might add the world's standard, by and large, is influenced by the devil. It's worldly. The apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12 and in verse two, and be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world, or you could say to this world's standard. Now, most of us, well, I, I believe I'd be safe in saying, all of us, before we got born again, were already taught how to live by the world's standard. Yeah, yes, sir. I didn't even know there was another standard. Come on, Come on. You know? there 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 was just this right. standard right. that that I grew up watching my parents live, this culture yeah. they created in our home. and they were good people. they loved God, they just didn't know the word. Come they just didn't know their covenant. Right. Right. Covenant, blessing. Come on. I never heard that. No. And so I, I you grow up, you know, under the the authority of your parents, and you just watch the way they live, and you just grow up thinking that's the way life is. And you know, I, I remember my daddy telling me when I graduated from high school, he wanted me to go to college. I didn't want to go to college, I want to work on cars like him. And he said, Son, go to college, get an education. He said, This is a hard way to make a living. If you go and get an education and you get through, and you still want to work on cars, go ahead. But at least you got something to fall back on. In his mind, you know, doing automotive, paint, body work, mechanic work, has a hard way to make a living. But that's the way I watched him make a living. That's the way I watched him get us a house, get us a better house, get a car, pay for my, my sister and mine's education. That's that's just the, what he did. And he worked hard. He was a hard worker. You know, so I grew up thinking, well, if I work hard, then I'll wind up with a house, I'll wind up with a car, I'll pay notes on it for the rest of my life, but at least I'll have one. Because <laughs> that's the way daddy did, you know. <clears throat> and and If the flu season came, we all got the flu because that's normal. (laughs) Right? Just normal. Nobody in our house stood up and said, I resist that in Jesus' name. (laughs) We wouldn't even have known what they was talking about. (laughs) Resist what? So we just got sick every time the TV said flu season's here. We prepared for it. Sure enough, we got sick. And the normal thing to do when you get sick is take sick days. Don't work. Stay home. You know? That's normal. And if you're married, make sure your wife gets that, we call it wash rag. <laughs> get that wash rag and get it damp and put it on your head and take care of your fevered brow. And baby you. I loved it when Carolyn babied me. Oh, my sick little husband. Bless his heart. He worked so hard. You know. I'm just normal. Are you still here? There was the world's normal, and we all grew up in it. The sad thing is a lot of Christians never leave it. All they change is now they go to church. But they're still living the world standard. Amen. 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 Nothing's changed except they're not going to hell anymore. Thank God for that. And now they go to church. But as soon as church is over, they're living just like the world again. They've accepted that standard as being the only option. Well, the Apostle Paul gives us another option. He says, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the other option. Amen. You can either be conformed to this world, keep living by its standard, or you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, if you start thinking differently than the world thinks, you're going to live a higher quality of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. Romans 12, 2, I think that's where every newborn Christian should begin. Get them saved and introduce them to Romans 12, 2. Don't be conformed to this world, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The message translation says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture the world standard, that you just fit into it without even thinking. You're just so adjusted to the world standard that you don't even think about it. You just fit into it without even stopping and asking, is this the only way? Isn't there an option here? Yes, there is. But it requires the renewing of your mind. To what? to God's standard. Can you say amen? Amen. In other words, don't just accept the world's standard as the only way in which a person can live. Paul, by the Holy Spirit, goes on to tell us that there is an option, and it is through the renewing of the mind. The message translation says, instead of conforming to the world, instead, fix your attention on God, you'll be changed from the inside out. Fix your attention on God, and you will be changed from the inside out. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Come on. Steve and Becky Munns are here today, and we're always <laughs> glad to see them. And, and Becky lived next door to Carolyn and I. Her mom and, and, and Dad lived next door to us. Becky lived on the same street Carolyn and I grew up on. on. And uh, they know what I was like before 1969 when, when I surrendered my life to the Lord. Now, it wasn't that I was this mean, bad, hateful person. It's just that I wasn't serving the Lord. I didn't know the Word. I'd had experiences with God, but I'd gotten turned off by religion, you know, and, and so I was, I was keeping my distance and I'm just living by the world standard, just accepting it as the only way to live. Until Kenneth Copeland came. Not heard other preachers, but they didn't do for me what he did for me. And and I'm I'm talking about some good preachers. You know, it wasn't that they were all wrong, and it wasn't that. They were all off. Some of them were. (laughs) But Kenneth Copeland had a way of saying it that got my attention. You know, to me, when he walked in there, it was like John Wayne had stepped up to the pulpit.
1: (laughs) Howdy, pilgrim.
0: man's got to do what a man's got to do. <laughs> if you believe it, it'll work. If you don't, it won't. Good night. And it was just so matter of fact, I thought, dear God, where'd he come from? Are those scriptures really in the Bible? It, did what he just tell us, is it really true? And come to find out it was. And boy, it got my attention. And I couldn't run from God anymore. And I got into this Romans 12, two business about transforming by the renewing of the mind. And I spent three months, no less than eight hours a day, doing that very thing, renewing my mind. Locked myself in that guest bedroom on Trainee Lane, that little house we were in. And went in there at 6 in the morning, came out at noon to have lunch with Carolyn and the girls went back in there at one o'clock, didn't come out till five, and then I did whatever they wanted me to do. And sometimes after they went to bed, I went back in that room and spent another three or four hours. Three months I spent renewing my mind. When I came out of that bedroom at the end of three months, I was not the same man. I didn't think like that old Jerry Savelle. I didn't talk like him, I didn't act like him. My my view of life was not like the view he had. Mm. Amen. Amen. And I was well on my way to a, a quality of life that I did not know existed back then. But I'm living it now. Hallelujah. And if I can do it, you can do it. Come on. Well, I don't have three months. I'm not telling you to quit your job and go lock up in a bedroom for three months, but I am telling you start one day if it's nothing but an hour before you go to work. Or instead of watching the tonight show before you go to bed, how about this?
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Well, I need a little excitement before I fall asleep. Well, watch a Jesse DePlanus DVD. <laughs> don't get much more exciting than watching Jesse. You need some comedy in your life? (laughs) Amen. Jesse make you laugh and at the same time get a truth across to you that you'll never forget. Praise God. Amen. You want some drama? Let Brother Copeland preach to you. Hallelujah. So instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. The message translation goes on to imply that if you don't do this, if you go ahead and conform to the world and not transform, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then the world standard will drag you down to its level. It will drag you down to its level. And trust me, that is way beneath God's plan for your life. The New Living Translation says this way Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, which is pleasant, and perfect. Praise God. Amen. That's just another way of saying that you'll live in God's best if you begin the process called the renewing of the mind. Now let me, let me stress that this is a process that you don't get it done in a week or two. You don't get it done in a year or two. I've been in it 47 years and I'm still renewing my mind. I'm a whole lot further along than I was 47 years ago. But every time I get in this book, praise God, I find there's another level. There's another level. Can you say amen? So there's either the world standard or God's standard. Don't be conformed to the world standard. Be transformed so that you learn to live according to God's standard. Amen. And I know that mo- all of you want God's best. So if you do, then determine that conforming to God's standard will become a priority in your life. Another word that you could use for the word standard would be model. There is a model. God has a model for what is normal living from his viewpoint. And we're going to look at that model. I think it's also interesting that one of the synonyms for the word standard is bar or barometer. Barometer. So you could say that going for God's standard or God's model is raising the bar. Amen? It's raising the bar. It's taking life to another level.
1: As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. Why settle for the average or the normal, or worse yet, depressing, when you can have the extraordinary? In the timely three-CD teaching, The Above and Beyond Lifestyle by Jerry Savelle, your eyes will be open to the spiritual truths that enable you to break free from what is normal, surpass what is ordinary, and begin your walk in the extraordinary. Now is the time for you to overcome any limit. Don't let anything hold you back from living the above and beyond lifestyle. Increase is your covenant right. In the powerful book, Increase God's Way, you'll learn that it doesn't matter what your situation is now. God wants you to increase. See in the Bible how increase is on the mind of God and that it's his will to prosper you. Don't wait. Call or go online and request this powerful combo today. The 3 CD teaching, the above and beyond lifestyle, and the book, Increase God's Way. Learn how to reach the exciting, extraordinary, full potential God has for you today.
0: Let me encourage you to order the resources. These are powerful, and I know that they'll help you understand God's plan for your life. You know, the Bible says, God speaking, I have plans for you. I know what those plans are, God says. They're good and they're not evil. And to give you a future and a hope, a bright future. God has wonderful plans for your life. You don't have to live ordinarily when you can live extraordinarily. That's what this series is all about, the above and the beyond lifestyle. Three CDs, power-packed, and I know that you will enjoy them. And then right along with this offer, my book on increase God's way. You know, I discovered a long time ago when you walk with God, when you keep his word, when you're obedient to his, his, his principles, then you're going to increase. You can't help but experience increase. So I know that you'll enjoy this little book. You can sit down and read this probably in just a matter of a few hours, but it's full of revelation knowledge and nuggets from God's word that'll change your life forever. So go ahead and place your order right now while it's fresh on your mind. You know, before we leave, I want to share with you some of the testimonies we've been receiving Here's one from my uh, national director in Europe, Jeff Rauch, and he says, Hi, Brother Jerry, just wanted you to know about a lady who has just started the correspondence course. Her name is Sylvia. She is disabled and 87 years young. And not only that. She has just scored one of the highest marks we have received here on her first course entitled Developing a Passion for God. Well, Sylvia, thanks for enrolling in our correspondence course, and congratulations. Eighty-seven years young. We congratulate you on that highest score, and we just believe God has some very special things in store for you. And then I was reading these testimonies about suddenly... You know, I've been preaching about God is the God of suddenlies and uh, wrote one of my partner letters about God wants to do some things suddenly for you. And I've gotten all these testimonies. It's amazing. One of them says, after believing God for five years. Now, this came from Reno, Nevada, uh, Samantha. After believing God for five years for restoration of my marriage, it finally happened after reading your letter talking about suddenlies. God has restored my marriage and family within one week. Thank you, Brother Jerry, for the encouragement. I'm telling you, God is doing some great things and he wants to do them for you as well. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you will begin to enjoy this normal lifestyle based on God's standard, living life God's way, the high life. Thank you for joining me today. Let me remind you of all of the avenues that you can connect with us through social media. Please do so. We'd love to be able to impart into your life on a regular basis. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you again next week. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world. Next week. Let's take a look from the Bible, which is our model of what normal living is from God's viewpoint.